All right, for God's sakes, I'm warning you. Hold on to something for this brand new episode of the Let's Go Eat show. Uh, we're uh, going to be talking to Paulette Martin Goto. Uh, we sat down with Paulette at uh, a, a fairly new restaurant, a very new restaurant in Salt Lake. It's called Current. What a great place. Corner of 3rd South and 3rd East. Current is a uh, uh, ma- mainly a, a fish oyster restaurant. It is beautiful. It's beautiful inside, and the food is superb, as I think you will hear. Now, Paulette. Paulette is an old friend of the Radio From Hell show, an old friend of the Let's Go Eat show. Uh, she has listened to every episode of the Let's Go Eat show and has listened to the Radio From Hell show on uh, X96 for, for years and years and years. And apparently, I met Paulette years ago when she was a teenage girl. I, I don't recall meeting her, but, well, you'll hear all about that coming up. Uh, Paulette is a... Uh, a star on television uh, on food shows, cooking shows, uh, particularly on a show called Unique Sweets on the Cooking Channel, which is part of the Food Network. Unique Sweets, maybe some of you have seen it. And she also uh, does a great food blog called Polly Cooks and Eats. It's pollycooksandeats.com. Well, we sat down with Paulette by we, I mean uh, the producer of the show, uh, Dylan Allred, my son, and myself. We sat down at Current. And uh, Paulette began to drink and began to eat, and I began to eat. I wasn't drinking that day. Uh, and then the words began to fly, and the stories began to fly, and I think you're in for a very unique Let's Go Eat show with Paulette Martin Goto. <laughs> uh, hang on. Hang on to something. Really. Gato, which yeah. is cat in Spanish. Gato. Gato. Yeah, I get that Gato. a lot. Gato. Uh, any, it's the Let's Go Eat show. Do you want any of that we just said on, on the show? Because it was no. prob- he was probably recording that. Of, were you recording that, that? None of that will be on there. Okay, okay, cool. So let's let. So we're starting right here. We're gonna, none of that, and we'll start now. <laughs> when are we starting? <laughs> go, we're gonna. What are we doing now? What are we doing? <laughs> we're gonna go now. Wait now. <laughs> Starting now. now. Starting now. now. Starting now on the Let's Go Eat show with Paulette Martin Goto. Thank um, you. She is the uh, lovely, the charming. Yeah, she's the f- foul mouth bitch. Yes, thank you. <laughs> you know me, Paulette Martin. Well, I don't know you very well, although we, uh, as we, uh, apparently we've met a few times over the years. We've met a few times, but like I was explaining before, you know, I knew I've known Carrie since high school. Because he was dating one of my friends. Oh, look at this! So we're at Current, uh, a really quite a new restaurant here in Salt Lake. Uh, been open, I would say, three months. Three months. Is your name really Caprice? It really is Caprice. That's, that's not your stage name. Uh, that's, that's, uh, Caprice. Here, let me just uh, do this. What did you bring us here, Caprice? Careful. So we have our smoked clam dip served with house cut uh, potato chips. That looks really, really. just. Delightful and heavenly, and potato chips. Mm. Mm-hmm. Pota- did is that? Did you order that, Paulette? I did because uh, I looked this up online, and I me- I already knew what I was coming in for. That that is just it looks really mm. good. I'm gonna have to have. Please do. Yeah, because you can't. You could eat all I, that. Oh yeah, you? man! I am no pussy. Like I come to the table ready to go. You uh, are a trim, 
woman. Thank uh, you. you are in good shape. You are, uh, you, as far as I can tell, there's not fat on you. Oh, well, there's probably a little fat on you somewhere. I, if I, I could, I could I, take I, a moment to discover it, we probably. Could, we could, we could discover those those curves. But, uh, but you, you're not afraid to eat this stuff. No, no, I struggled with my weight my entire life. I've never been a skinny girl. Now I'm. But once I, I saw myself on TV when Unique Suites started, and it's only a talking head show, so we're the neck up. But even on that, I could see I don't want to be that thick girl, like yeah. talking about eating while there's food falling out of my face. Mm-hmm. So I got my ass to the gym and found something that worked for me, and now I do it. Now it's a little less because I'm working so much, but I do about four or five times a week high-intensity interval training mm-hmm. where you run really hard take a walk and i think that's one of the best ways for if you're out of shape and you haven't exercised it's one of the most in, in wonderful ways to get going because I, I tried aerobics in high school but like, i'm gonna die this is so hard but here you know you got a break coming up so you can go 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 okay yeah. i gotta walk for a minute yeah. uh, uh paulette martin goto um is a, is our guest on the let's go eat show she is originally from salt lake city born and raised in salt born lake. in california born in california mm-hmm. Uh, came to Salt Lake City at what age? Two, so it doesn't really so, count. Yeah. And then um, at some point in her young life, at age what? 19. 19. So and we'll, we'll, go, we'll go to that. I decided uh, I'm going off having adventures. Ended up in New York. Uh, ended up at uh, uh, the Culinary Institute in New York. French Culinary Institute. Uh, ended up uh, studying. And now she is currently on... Um, did you need to say something to us, Caprice? Please. Yeah. Oh, it's delicious. Very much so. Yeah, it's very, very good. No. Very much so. And no. I'll need more. I'm a heavy drinker. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to roll her out of here. Uh, uh, and uh, and now Paulette is on uh, the uh, uh, Food Network, and she is uh, on the cooking cooking channel. Cooking channel, doing uh, unique sweets, and then you're on several other shows. What what else do you do? I was on a show on the Food Network called Sugar Dome. I was the head judge. It was a competition show. Mm-hmm. It was only one season, but I had great hair and makeup. I looked amazing. <laughs> and that's all that counts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was just another competition show, and it wasn't renewed. Mm-hmm. And then I was on a show called King of Cones mm-hmm. last summer, which was basically Cupcake Wars with ice cream. Mm-hmm. I had some of the best ice cream in my life. That, there was a frustrating episode because there's one kid overdid his ice cream in the machine and he broke it down and put it in a pan and rescued it and i thought that's the clear winner yeah. but he didn't have enough on his plate for what we were for the judges were asking mm-hmm. uh uh i was just you know i have my blog polycooksandeats.com where i talk about eating and what to make and where to eat yeah i uh, read so, uh, some of your i've been reading some of your blog over the last couple of days it's really good thank you polycooksandeats.com uh not all sweets oriented, although right. a lot. Yeah, I mean, I have a heavy, heavy sweet tooth. That's how most pastry chefs get in, into pastry is the love of the taste. And cooking has always been amazing to me that you can take even just three ingredients and make something with that. It, mm-hmm. I mean, you could caramel is heavy cream and sugar. Yeah. That's amazing to me. I think it's beautiful. Uh, caramel is one of my favorite things. Caramel in the world. is my smack. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> so, and then, uh, and then you, I saw that you were on, uh, I wrote it down, I think, uh, uh, down, Dinner and a Download. Do you do oh, that? Oh, that's still? right. I for, oh, my gosh. I forgot yeah. about that. Is that so, it's an online thing? Mm hmm. Yeah. This is the Let's Go Eat show. 
and I'm not afraid to eat, so I will eat on good. it. Yeah, right. Good. Yeah, good. No, and this so clam dip's amazing. So, yeah. So many people we have on the Let's Go Eat show, they they get afraid to eat while they're on the show. Not this girl. Look at me. Dig right in. And I, I keep trying to explain to all of our guests, when you go out to lunch, you eat and talk to people. Mm-hmm. That's what we do on the show. We you should just eat and talk to people. That's, and that's not really true. I don't. What I think. I think you go to lunch and you eat, and then there are sometimes it's kind of the conversation stops, and you kind of oh I know I'll, I'm, we're going to eat for a minute, and it just stops and it's quiet, and then you no, take a break from true. eating no. unless you don't have manners, which I love you, Dad, but you're a you don't sometimes. It's not true. <laughs> it is true. People eat and talk all people, the time. And, and I was explaining to Dylan as I explained to you that. I got in touch to if you wanted to have me on this podcast for one of the sheer reasons. Like I love the sound of Bill eating on air. He's got a real Ugh. talent. I turn it off. <laughs> I can't do it. Um, I can't do it. I can do it. We're at current, by the way. I think I mentioned that, but I did want to. I want to keep mentioning it too because it's a new restaurant in town. It's essentially the corner of Third South and Third East, and uh, this clam dip is so good. Now, when I was growing up, clam dip was. People people had clam dip all the time, and you buy it in a tub at the grocery right. store, and it always tasted like crap. Horrible. So, being here, being at this new restaurant, and I saw the clam. I looked it up online. I looked at the menu, and I zeroed in on the clam dip because clearly the chef knows what they're doing here. Mm. So I knew it was going to be something special, and I'm never wrong when it. Has, one really of my taglines that I tell my friends, I should put this on my website, is I will never steer you wrong when it comes to food. Never. Well, oh, so you you were on our show, the Radio from Hell show, uh, last week, mm-hmm. and you said Feldman's Deli, and I went, crap, I've never never even heard of it, and it's here in town in right. Salt Lake. And it's funny, I knew I knew right where it was when you mentioned it, right. that there used to be a bread place there. Yes. A little bakery That's right, there. yeah. But I had not noticed that a couple of years ago it had changed, and there's a deli there. Well, I went there on Saturday. And I'm had, so glad. And had the Sloppy Joe sandwich. You're making my heart skip a beat. Tell me you enjoyed it. Well, it was just incredibly good. You see what I mean, though? They feed you like yeah. they have been starving. And Gina told me this morning, uh, she, some, somebody else, her, somebody went there and and actually met the Mr. Feldman. They're a lovely couple. And Mr. Feldman said, oh... That's it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, excellent! And oh, Paul, that Paulette was on the radio, and people have been calling me, and and uh, and so and now and now I've got to, I've got to bring you people on the radio from Hell Show. Is it? I've got to bring you food because <laughs> everybody's <laughs> been calling me, and you know, I guess I guess people who listen to our show heard you. And I will never <laughs> steer you wrong when it comes to food. Anyone, no. anyone that's listening within earshot. So listen to uh, a Feld- Feldman's Deli. Deli. The sloppy or, or, Joe, or go to Feldman's Deli, and that, and I assume there, the rest of the stuff there is good. I mean, I everything. I've had everything. I love the, I love uh, potato latkes, pancakes, delicious, and, and some of the best potato salad and coleslaw you'll ever, ever, ever have. Uh, the, I just had the coleslaw on the sandwich, and right, I, yes, the sloppy Joe. I, I want to explain to people because growing up here, a sloppy Joe is usually yeah. a hamburger bun with meat sauce yeah. and tomato. Mm. A Jewish sloppy Joe is rye bread, pastrami, coleslaw, and Russian dressing. Mm-hmm. It's a thing of beauty. Like, I remember the first time I saw it, I'm like, what is, are you joking me? This isn't a sloppy this joke. This is so not a, the first time I moved out east, I ordered french fries, I wanted fry sauce, and they put gravy all over it. I'm like, what's this? Now I get the gravy with oh, the yeah. french fries. Mm-hmm. But fry sauce, I learned, is a Utah thing. Yeah. Well, growing up in Ogden, uh, there was a place uh, uh, called the uh, Troc. 
the Trocadero. Yeah. Uh, it's closed now, unfortunately, but uh, they used to have a thing called the Stuffed Burger, and uh, that was delicious. And inside the burger, literally inside the burger, there was bacon and uh, American cheese stuffed inside, and it was all melty and delicious. But... Um, they had they would uh, give you uh, French fries and if you wanted they'd just put brown gravy on the French fries. Oh, I love that! So delicious. Mm. I, I really appreciated that when I was hungover. I'm like, oh, now I really get the gravy with the French fries. Yeah, it's delicious. Really good. Anyway, so back to and and she won't Paulette won't stir, steer you wrong. This clam dip here at Current so good. It is. Did you try it even, Dylan? It's oh. fish. You but don't please eat fish. Try it. Yeah. yeah, like now I've got a goal in life to get Dylan to eat fish. Yeah, you should. And those and the and those are homemade potato chips, and they're great. Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, so uh, so Paulette, uh, a young girl growing up in Salt Lake City. Yes. Um, what what what's your family like? What's your? Uh, um, I come from a pretty broken home. My dad was never in my life. My mom was a single teenage mom on welfare. Where'd your dad go? Just took oh, off? He was just, just never in the picture. Just split. Yeah. Uh, we grew up on welfare. We grew up Jehovah Witness. But with all this said, not a pity party. I wouldn't change a thing. Because mm-hmm. I've had an amazing life. Like, I would not change who my parents were. I wouldn't change anything that's happened to me. Because for every tragedy, I've had the most amazing opportunities come to me. Any idea where your dad is? Yeah, I think he's in and out of jail. Still. Yeah. Kinda... He's a meth addict. In and out. Mm-hmm. And just... You know, I, I'm lucky. I love to party. I love to have a good time, but I've never been addicted to anything mm. except for food. <laughs> and the treadmill can take care of that. Mm, mm. <laughs> so I feel lucky in that with my parents, they their addictions mm. ruled their lives. And with me, I never I never did a drug I could get addicted to because mm. I knew I know what I come from. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I would be a crack whore on the streets in no time flat. Did, did you have brothers and sisters? I have an older brother and I have two younger sisters. My older brother he he's so polar opposite of me. Like I couldn't be more liberal thinking, and like he he listens to Rush Limbaugh, not for the irony. <laughs> yeah, which kind of blows my mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. two younger sisters. I'm best friends with them. They live here in Salt Lake. My brother actually just moved to New Jersey. He's in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. My sisters, they they're here. Great sense of humor. From what we went through from our upbringing, we have an amazing sense of humor because mm-hmm. it was a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad's family, they're still here. I don't have anything to do with them. Thank you. Caesar salad. Oh, look at that. Looks, looks so like a good. great feeding. Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you. you. Perfect. Thanks. It's great. Uh, yeah. Yes, pepper, please. Yeah, yeah. just pepper it up. What's, what is that what is, treat? Yeah, yeah. Pepper, pepper. Awesome. That's good. Thank you. Uh, here, let me do, get you to say that into here. This is our grilled calamari, fingerling potatoes over a lemon aioli with some roasted jalapenos. Uh, I'm gonna have to take pictures. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a nice treat. Oh, this look at that! This is all beautiful. Mm. This is so getting posted. Yeah, please pepper it up. <laughs> really nice. This is and this will go on Paulette's blog yes, it too. Will. Yes. Telling mm. you where to eat while in Salt Lake. Oh, more. Oh, I love pepper. Thank you. That's great. Thanks. Mm. Uh, so, um, and, and again, we're at Current in Salt Lake. Uh, this is a great new... Re- it's beautiful in here, too, by the way. It really is. The, the space is gorgeous. I love the light fixtures. Yeah, they've done a terrific... And it, it, they took their time putting this place together. Um, the only thing that's uh, it's too bad is the bar. 
it's a beautiful bar in the restaurant over there, and they had to put up that oh the wall pl- that plexiglass. They had to put that up at the last minute. It's the Zion curtain. The, it it genuinely like I have to tell you, though, from a Utah living in New York, it's sheer comedy. Yeah, that. Uh, the, that's uh, that bar is beautiful behind there, but they had to put up that. And it's a shame because bars are so beautiful the way it's lit up. Yeah, and the glass um, and all that. Yeah. Club X, no, not Club X. Sorry, um, Bar X. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. They have a sucky system for getting drinks. You're in line all night long. <laughs> but one of the most beautiful bars I've ever seen. Yeah. When I uh, when I came back from New York, um, like on a I came back on a Saturday. Or on a Friday, and then Saturday I was like, I want to go get some liquor because I need a drink. And I put it off all day, and then Sunday morning I woke up and said, I'm going to run to the liquor store. And my mom said, no, you're not. No, you can't do that. <laughs> and I went, why not? And she said, oh, honey, you're back in Utah, <laughs> and it's Sunday. Shabbat shalom, it's Sunday. Uh, mm. Shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Calamari. Dylan? It's no, octopus, it's not fish. I've had, I have, I have eaten octopus before. I've eaten calamari before. And mm. does that mean you're not going to do it today? It means I'm not going to do it today. <laughs> yeah, she this has. This is divine. I well think- done. You know when you have good calamari? When it melts in your mouth and it doesn't taste like a condom. Not that I know what condoms <laughs> taste like, but I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll not get back that, to that in not, a minute. Not that you know. <laughs> not that it tastes 20s. like a dental dam. <laughs> so, so anyway, back, yeah. back so I, to Paul. I write about food. <laughs> yeah. Back to Paul Lapp. In, um, in Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City, growing up. I So I grew up, we kind of moved all over the place. We grew up in Section 8 houses. Do you know what that is? No, not really. Within the welfare system, they have Section 8 houses, which are these houses that are in good, quote-unquote, good neighborhoods. And it's the most run-down house. <laughs> no, no. So we lived in the Avenues for a while. Then we lived in Glendale. We lived in mm. Glendale, I think, the longest. But uh, that's when I was 15, 16 years old, my mom threw me out. I wouldn't change it. She just, and I don't want to demonize her at all. She just has her own issues to work through. Because you didn't want to be a Jehovah's Witness? No, by that, that was gone. But when we were doing all the LSD, we could do LSD, but no Christmas. Because that would invite the devil in. That's one of the things that blow, I mean, I remember being very young going to the, because we were forced to go to Jehovah Witness Church. They don't have anything like Sunday school. So these young children are being forced to sit through two hours of, it sounds so cultish. I apologize to anyone that's Jehovah Witness. If it's good for you and it works for you, God, or Jehovah bless you. Sure. But it didn't work for me. So, yeah. But I remember being a young girl thinking, this is a load of shit. Because I remember being young asking, why can't I have a birthday party? Because there's no holidays, there's no birthdays, right. nothing. And right. they said, well, because there's a story in the Bible where someone got a head on a platter. John the Baptist. And I said, I don't want any head on a platter. I just want some cake and presents. I don't think I'm reaching for the stars here. <laughs> what did John... I don't... Well, I don't know. John the Baptist apparently had John the Baptist. Yeah, some woman, some girl. We saw Bathsheba. I like that you know this. I don't... Yeah, I know. Well, is, what's interesting is that, you know... Through or Je- Salome. Excuse me. Through Jehovah Witness, it was just shoved down my throat. And what I remember the most is 666, the sign of the beast. Mm-hmm. Anyone that's not Jehovah Witness is clearly a sign of the devil. Look out. You're going to be possessed by the devil. Well, and there's already, heaven is already full, right? Isn't that Yeah, Jehovah's there's the 244,000. Yeah. And the thing that, I, that to this day makes me giggle is in their magazines, Watchtower and Awake, they have these pictures of paradise after Armageddon comes. And you're, they were illustrations. I don't know today, but back then... 
illustrations of people hanging out with lions and tigers because once Armageddon comes, shit is so cool. We're hanging with beasts. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I remember thinking, like, this is this just seems so weird to me that we can't do anything or we're going to be possessed by the devil. That's what I remember the most about mm-hmm. it. Again, I don't want to say to anyone that's listening, if you're Jehovah's Witness and it makes you happy, I'm happy for you. It just didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, we kind of fell away from that and started doing drugs. I did a lot of LSD, did some LSD with my mom, and she just has her own demons to deal with. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day we just got in a huge fight, and she kicked me out. And it was a, I was glad. I remember thinking, I'm so glad it's finally over. And I moved in with my mom's dad, otherwise known as your grandma, and her family. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. But my dad was never in my life. While I lived with her, I saw him a couple times. And I, again, I, I don't want to demonize him either. I think no. everyone has their own. Thank you. Everyone has their own personal demons to deal with. <laughs> thank you for that second drink at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has their own demons to deal with. <laughs> thank you for that dark and stormy. <laughs> and um, so my mom threw me out and I lived with my grandma and uh, her daughters, my aunts, an aunt and some cousins. And it just went horrible. Mm-hmm. Just not... Again, not trying to demonize anyone. It just they don't work for me, and I don't think I work for them. And you were seven, 16? 16. Mm-hmm. So then I moved. To, I was working at Godfather's. I had dropped out of high school, and I was working at Godfather's Pizza. Any idea what you wanted to do with your life? At not all? at that point. I always knew it would be with food because I, I always gravitated towards making food, eating food. Loved it. Loved it. It was a source of comfort all the time. My mom was a hoarder. When A&E's uh, TV show Hoarders came on, I remember thinking, oh, my God, there's others. I thought we were just the freaks on the street, you know what I mean? And so it was, it was very, like, since, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. but now I know clearly she was going through some shit, my mm-hmm. mom, and holding on to every little thing. So now I throw everything away. I can't deal. But, uh, so then I worked at Godfather's Pizza and some, remember the t-shirt place where they used to press designs on it? I can't, like, Dylan, you might be too uh, young, so oh, yeah. go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh. Yeah, th- yeah. So I worked there. I worked two jobs. I dropped out of high school and I was, the Godfather's Pizza, I met my what I call my OG, my original gay, David Brown. Uh, he and I became immediately best, best friends. And uh, me and him and two other people lived in, moved into an apartment together. And David and I just crawled inside one another, just mm. became the best of friends. And then David came out of the closet. And back then it was still kind of, oh, my God. Really? I remember mm-hmm. thinking, he's so not gay. He's doing <laughs> this for tradition. And then he kissed a boy. I'm like, okay, so you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> and the beautiful thing is that I became good friends with his parents in that. So we were all living in an apartment together. I was dropped out of high school, working two full-time jobs, making three eighty-five an hour because minimum wage works. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and all my roommates wanted to move back home when I'm like, I am screwed. Like, there's no way I'll be able to do this. Mm-hmm. So David asked his parents if I could... He told them, he worked it so well, he told them, I've got a friend, she needs to get on her feet, can she stay here for a few weeks? And he's telling me, you can stay as long as you want. So I moved in, and we agreed I'd pay them rent. So I rented a room from them for three years. But they treated me like family from the day I moved in. Just the whole family, the whole extended family. Mm -hmm. So... uh, I lived with them for three years. I I started at South High for high school. Did not go well. Didn't no. And I ended at Highland. I had a great time at Highland. Tried to corrupt some of those Mormon boys as hard as I could. <laughs> and uh, when I that probably worked pretty well for them. It did, mm-hmm. except they stayed with their faith. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then, 
I was moving to be a nanny. I wanted to go be a nanny on the East Coast. It's kind of glamorized for Utah girls. Go be a nanny. Live mm-hmm. in a mansion. You'll yeah. be treated well. You knew somebody else, some other girls who did In it. high school, there's a class. In the high school I oh. went to, there was a class on child development. And because of the upbringing that I had, I wanted to kind of redo and reinvent myself so that I didn't have a temper and mm-hmm. didn't want to hit anyone that, like, crossed me, you know. So I didn't want to beat the shit out of people. Yeah. Um, it's weird. So you know you're not eating your sandwich. I'm totally getting there. I'm going to make love to this sandwich. Yeah. Don't you worry. But I will drink my drink. Why haven't you eaten your sandwich? I'm going to eat totally. It's, it's happening. Because it's hard, right? It's hard to eat and talk I'm on gonna a podcast. Ta- I'm going to look. I have been eating the calamari that you won't touch because you're just a pussy. So, so when I um, I'm getting to a pivotal story in the pivotal moment in the story. So, okay. I decided to go be a nanny. Mm-hmm. I was too afraid of college because I didn't think I could afford it. I was just I'm like, how the hell could I do it? And after the time, I wanted to be a nurse. Um, I went to Highland and I had some teachers that really took a liking to me, and they all put together a little scholarship for me on their own, out of their own pockets, which was super sweet. Mm-hmm. But I thought, what the hell am I going to... I don't... I'm too afraid. I, didn't, I couldn't afford college. So I went to go be a nanny. And when I was just about to leave, Ben and Linda, David's parents, who I affectionately call my pseudo-parents. There's no blood relation, but they're... That's my daughter's grandparents. You go see them. That's who I stay with. You, you're, here. you're staying with, with them, them now? Yeah, that's uh-huh. his car right there. Yeah. So um, when I left, they said, you know, Paulette, we could never take your money. And all the money that I'd been paying rent for, they'd put in a savings account and gave back to me. Holy shit. I know. They're, wow. Of the humans I've met in this lifetime, they are the most highly evolved, beautiful, loving, mm. sweet, deserve every... Like, my fantasy is to, like, buy him a Porsche one day. Like, I want to take care of them. Mm. And I've always felt, how the hell can I ever repay them for everything they've done for me? And then I actually read this book called The Tibetan Book of Living and Dying. And I always felt such a immense sense of gratitude and things. Like, I'll never be able to thank them. I'll never be able to thank them. And the book, it taught you, it taught me, when you feel that overwhelming gratitude and love towards someone, they get it. Chill out. Mm-hmm. They can feel it. They know you appreciate it. Yeah. But then I gave him a granddaughter and all's good. <laughs> Even. <laughs> what do you I mean, mean you gave them a granddaughter? I, I had a baby, yeah, and that's their granddaughter. That, um, so David was gay mm-hmm. and unexpectedly died last January. Mm. They've really gone through some stuff, and they're the nicest, sweetest people. So, me and Juliet are their kids, oh. and I would do anything for their. Mm-hmm. I'll forever be in their debt, but knowing they know how much I love them, and I know how much they love me. And it was a it was a good place to come to, yeah. and they support me to this day. I know I, Linda and I talk at least two or three times a week, and she's the best. So, I'll give you a chance to eat your sandwich. Okay, my sandwich. Yeah. So, you go. So what you? you so you're not going to be a nurse. You decide. No, no I'm not going to be a nurse. I'm not going to. I'm going to go be a nanny. Yes. And that's what you did. Yes. Um, you find a job as a nanny where? In New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I had one job that went great. I was there for a year. Came back home for a couple months. Went back. You make money doing that? Well, you live in. Mm-hmm. You don't have. A, you don't have any. You save money. Save money. You get. You have a car to drive. Mm-hmm. You live in a. Car, you don't have to pay rent. And most jobs are Monday through Friday, but some they they work them like a slave. Like there is some genuine slave ship going on out there. Yeah. 
I mean, I've heard good uh, stories and bad right. stories about... And I've been through both. Mm-hmm. Um, this one family that I nannied for, ragingly racist couple from the South. I'm eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doing good. <laughs> Said to me, why on earth do you want to go be a nurse when you cook so good and all your whole food is... I'm like, oh my God, you're right. What am I doing? So that's when I shifted gears. Mm. And really started to put my foot... All right, so I want to go to culinary school. Mm-hmm. So when I worked for this ragingly racist couple, it ended bad. They it ended up... They would... How I agreed to save money with them was they would only give me a certain amount of money every week out of my pay, but then they would hold the rest in a savings account for me. And when it ended, it ended really bad. And I said, well, I need that money you've been saving. She, she goes, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. So I came back to Salt Lake in 1993 with $200... I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do now? So I kind of worked here for a year. Didn't know what I was doing. I'm like, this is not working. Had my heart broken while I was here. I'm like, that's it. I'm out. And I was 22. And I was leaving. And I remember crying on the airplane because the 22-year-old. Leaving for where? Leaving for going back to the East Coast. I'm like, I'm going to nanny again. I'm going to save more money and go to culinary school. I had a direct vision, a direct plan. And I remember being on the plane crying. I'm 22. I don't even have a boyfriend. What am I doing? I mean, thank God. Like, people marry way too young out here. Like, slow it down. So, I went out and I nannied, and um, I found an amazing family. uh, (laughs) This is a great difference in world stories. So, in Utah, how many Jewish people did you know growing up? One. Uh, Thank you. I think one in Ogden when I was growing up. So, I got a job with the Nasofskis, Mm kind of Jewish. Yeah. And my first week there, I made them pork chops. <laughs> and she was so lovely. She goes, so, yeah, we really don't eat pork. I'm like, why? It's lovely. Have you tried it? <laughs> well, sweetie. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a whole thing. <laughs> Some sweetheart. Um, Let me tell you about these dietary restrictions. In our, in our faith. In our cloven faith. hooves. And, mm-hmm. So I was with them for about four years. And in the meantime, in the middle... I had met some South African nannies, and they said, you should come to South Africa. You'd love it. So I go, okay. So I bought an open-ended ticket and lived in South Africa for a year. Okay. Partied so, my ass hmm. off. So you're, you you know, you say, I, I, left, I left Utah and went to the East Coast, and I was going to be a nanny, and then I went. Like, are you, are you hired by, like, a service who places you? you, well, you or would, do you land and just walk around the airport and ask <laughs> people, just, do you need a nanny? You walk around with a sign. Nanny. <laughs> I mean, this is the early 90s, right? You yeah, said there's 93? tons of nanny agencies out there. Because okay. it's so the norm. Like, Cause like now you'd do it online. You'd like still there's up. nanny agencies, mm-hmm. right? There, there, there are the online agencies. Yeah, but like, but it would be easier to do it from Utah to New York. You'd sign up with them in email and figure it out. But like, what are you going to be a nanny? What the what the <laughs> what do you care? I'm curious. Let me tell you my so best. Nanny Dylan story. wants to be a nanny. Apparently, let me tell you my best. I'm looking nanny for a story. nanny to take care of you in about two years. <laughs> I'll take care of Bill. I'll be okay. his nanny. All right. Thank you. So. Fast forward, I'm married. My husband started his own company. Mm-hmm. We have no investors, so we didn't have any money. So I thought, well, I can nanny again. I'll make more money that way. So I called the agency in New York City that I'd been working with for, and I'm fast forwarding a little bit. And he goes, oh, I'm so glad you called. I have this really high profile couple. They just had a baby. You'd be perfect. Okay, where am I going? It's Jessica Sklar and Jerry Seinfeld. Really? Yeah. So That's I'm like, all right. pretty high profile. Pretty. So. I go, and, she, and she's a cook. <laughs> or a cookbook yes. writer. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 
allegedly. Uh-huh. So um, I go to interview, and he said, you will not meet the baby and you will not meet Jerry unless she likes you. So we sit and talk for a while. Look, I am a young white girl. I'm going to get hired. <clears throat> so she brings out Jerry and the baby. And like every Seinfeld-ism was going through my head. Mm-hmm. Man hands, you know, like... Every, <laughs> And it was, like, mm-hmm. it was like talking to Sony Entertainment. How like, are you, Mova? <laughs> exactly. Totally. So um, she hands me the baby. And then after being a first-time mom, when I, was, when I first had my child, I totally understand what she did. I didn't appreciate the Jedi mind trick that she did. Mm-hmm. So she takes the baby from Jerry, and she hands me the baby. Mm-hmm. And, I hand it, and I'm holding the baby, and we're talking mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when I leave, my agent calls me literally five minutes after I left the interview. And she goes, you're not getting the job. I go, Why? Because you didn't ask to wash your hands when she handed you the baby. I was like, oh. It doesn't end there. It gets so good. And I don't care who hears this. Cheers. Hold on. Okay. Cheers to me being a morally bankrupt nanny. <laughs> what, what is this I'm drinking? What is this called? Dark and stormy, Dark and ginger stormy. beer, and rum. It's like vacation. So she then, they end up hiring a friend of my cousin's who lives here in Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. And they talk about the, the nanny who doesn't wash her hands. And the best is that my dad, my pseudo dad, was like, babies are full of germs. You should ask them to wash that baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, You should have said, I don't want to take the baby unless I know it's been washed. Has this thing been washed? <laughs> yeah. And called it a thing. Yeah. So, and that's totally a Seinfeld. Like, that would moment, happen right? in Seinfeld. So then, a couple years, so then I moved, we moved to a new neighborhood, and I... Juliet starts a nursery. My daughter starts a nursery school, and I meet this woman who owns this clothing store. Which is, you basically drop a mortgage payment in this. I mean, a, a, an average dress in this store goes for five thousand dollars. Like it's not cheap. Where is this store? In Soho, New York. Mm. So she, this woman's ho- holding a shopping party to benefit Baby Buggy, which is Jessica Seinfeld's charity, which I actually fully support because it's amazing, and they support um, young moms on welfare, on welfare and in need. And uh, it's a great charity. Mm-hmm. I can't say uh, too, so many good things mm-hmm. about it. So she invites me to the shopping party. And at this point, I tell everyone I could give a shit. Like, I can get hired by the Seinfelds. So Jessica comes bounding over to me as I'm trying on a sweater. And my friend goes, quick, get the Purell. <laughs> and Jessica goes, are you getting that sweater? I got it. And she puts her hand out to shake my hand. And I go, actually, we've met before. She goes, really? Like, oh, yeah, I interviewed to be your nanny. And she, like, slowly slithers away. <laughs> I'm like, it's all good. Don't worry about it. So then it gets even better. So then uh, I had done some work, donated some chocolates and treats to a party, to Baby Buggy. So we got invited to a dinner at the Seinfeld's compound in East Hampton. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. You know we're going to this. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I got, I just, just for sheer, like, yeah, story, I got to witness this with my own eyes. So we go... And it is a small party. There's only like 40 or 50 people invited. <laughs> and they, everyone, Sarah Jessica Seinfeld was there. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Seinfeld. I'll have another drink, please. Thank you very much. Let's Parker. talk about demons. Yeah. Al- Miss, Mrs. Matthew M- Yes, Broderick. Mrs. Matthew, Mrs. Not Gay Broderick was there. And uh, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> I mean, uh, Kelly Ripa. Mm-hmm. And the guy next to me is talking about how he needs to learn how to fly his own plane because hiring captains is expensive. I'm like, I feel your pain, dude, yeah. every fucking day. Mm-hmm. I got to learn to fly this thing. Yeah. <laughs> so out of sheer nervousness, I drink 
a lot and tell everyone how I interviewed to be their nanny and didn't get hired. <laughs> but look, here I am now eating dinner with you all, bitches. It all comes full circle. <laughs> and then we actually knew the chef. The chef had worked at Le Cirque. Where are you? Okay. No, because yes. we got to get to that. Right, yeah. Did you, have you ever had, did you, at that opportunity, did you have a chance to talk to her at all and well, say, Jessica came up to me and was just looked at me dead in the eye and was like, I felt like she was like, "How are you? Uh-huh. Like I know you, peasant. You're here by the grace of chocolates." Yeah, I mean, did, so did she? I mean, does she know? Well, I think she knows that because I could give a shit. Well, and I told everyone at the table. I mean, even she what must she must have to think it's sort of funny. That. I don't know. But you think it's sometimes it's weird that you think the people who would have a really good sense of humor about stuff like that well, sometimes really don't. Don't. Because in a way, it would if I were Jessica or Jerry Seinfeld or Jessica. What, what's her last name? Scar. It was Scar. Yeah, I would say, you know, that's just I. That's just my thing. I I would. You know, that's just something right. that I kind of, that's a little quirk of mine. And uh-huh. and that's what, and I, you know, I'm sorry I didn't hire you, but that's a quirk of right. mine. And I hope you would understand that. Totally. And, totally. and I would go, okay. 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 Totally. I'm, and uh, sure, I, would, I would actually love to say to her, I totally get it. As a okay. first-time parent, you lose your shit. Yeah. I'm like, fine. I remember when I had my daughter, I flew my sister out to stay with us for a little bit. And we were, like, walking around New York City. And my sister kept touching my daughter's face. I'm like, stop doing that. It's dirty. (laughs) Like, you're dirty. We're in the city. Stop it. No. So, anyway, you go to... Dylan, you haven't had any of those french fries. I'm... Thank you. You're trying not to. Thank you very much. You're trying not to. Thank you for noticing. It means a lot. But you should have a couple. Okay. Yes. They're really good. Don't take no convincing from me. Mm -hmm. Um... And I know that you love French fries. What are all these uh, various things? Um, they're various just, dipping sauces. It says on the menu. They're just aioli. I don't know. Do they just? Dis- <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Do they d- read, bitch? You're a professional, do, right? Do they That's describe right. them on the menu here this at Current? The, this Paula? is the drinking menu. And well, oh wait, here we go. Yeah. Oh, yes. Do they um, describe them? No, just again, said, more drinking. That no. one looks like a, it's probably like a fry sauce type thing. Fry yeah. saucy type. Look, if there is a, a look, if there's that's, a, if that's there's an a, aioli. If there is a container of sauce near French fries, put your goddamn French fry yeah. in it. It's going to be just glorious. Good. They're just that all looks good. like it's a fish thing. That's no, it's not. No, it's not. They're not. It's going to be. I bet that's like some lemon garlic aioli. glorious aioli. I had dinner with friends last night. <laughs> oh God, love it, my friend Jeff, uh, uh, Jeff Maudlin, and he said I made a aioli for the um, uh, artichokes. And um, it's d- this. Lemon. And I said, and I said, great. And I tried it, and I said, oh, it's really very good. And he said, I've also put out some mayonnaise. <laughs> and I said, and we said, my my wife and I said, Jeff, how'd you how'd you make, make the aioli? aioli? And he said, well, uh, I followed the recipe, and there was some oil, and some eggs, eggs. and some <laughs> garlic. And I said, you know what you've done, Jeff, is you've made, made mayonnaise. mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> and he said. And he said, what? Stop it. And I said, that's, that's what mayonnaise is. And he said, he, he had no idea. Is it, oh, thank you very I, much. And I thought that was, I thought that, he said, really? And I said, no, no, do, please, do, don't be offended that but, but you didn't know that. Because what you Because what you made is way better than the, the bottled mayonnaise you just sure. put out. Want to know the best mayonnaise on the planet? To, Japanese mayonnaise, Kewpie. Kewpie? You can buy it at the K E W P I, like the doll, Cupid dolls. Mm-hmm. 
There's an Asian market on... 7th East? Yes. Mm-hmm. They sell it there. You'll never buy American mayonnaise. If you oh. eat mayonnaise... Mm-hmm. I do occasionally. You'll never, ever... The Japanese consider it a national treasure. Like There's hmm. TV shows about it. Hmm. Okay. Well, anyway, let's get back to okay. uh, Paulette going to... Culinary school. Well, culinary school. So... How old are you? I went to culinary school when... Uh, how old was I? That's a good question. This is 26. You're, you're done nannying. I'm done nannying. I went to culinary school. Saved your money. I saved my money. It was a lot of money. I had a lot of support from the family that I nannied for. They were lovely. They're still my good friends. The little girls, when I nannied, two years and four months, and now they're both, one graduated college and one is in college. So French Culinary Institute, 26 years old. I went you, have, to the, you have not had your child yet no, at this point? No, 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 no. I waited. I... French Culinary Institute, I went to the pastry programs. You only study pastry. I did the full-time program, so I was there Monday through Friday, 8 to 3 p.m. every day for six months. In New York. New York City, in Soho. I chose this school for uh, many reasons. I was afraid because it cost a lot, but the reputation of this school and the chefs that are involved with this school are the best in the world. Alain Sayak, Andre Soltner, Jacques Pepin, Jacques Therese. And I had the time of my life. What I wanted, because I was so hungry to learn. I wanted to learn everything about it and to be in an environment where I could ask a million questions. And I remember, I really kind of tortured my instructors. I'm like, you have to answer me. I'm paying you. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I, I had a great time. And before I had graduated, right before graduation, Jack Therese is the dean of pastry arts. And Jack Therese is one of, he will be in history one of the most creative, ingenious pastry, hardworking chefs ever. He's amazing. Does he have his own... He is a partner with my husband at Jacques Therese Chocolates. He has his own thing. But he worked at Le Cirque, Mm -hmm. and he offered me a job at Le Cirque in my classroom. Famous restaurant. Very, very famous restaurant. And when he offered, I was like, yeah, great, sure. My love is with cakes. I prefer to do cakes. And my instructor, I was like, I don't know. There's this other job offer. She goes, no, 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 you don't get it. You get a job offer at Le Cirque, you take the job at Le Cirque. Like, duh. I just didn't know. So I took the job at Le Cirque, and at the time it was in this very famous home in New York City. The, he was a railroad tycoon. I'm not going to pronounce his name correctly. Viard something or other. And I'm so glad I did, because what an experience. We would have 500 covers, three banquets, and possibly a wedding. And it was the toughest job I've ever had in my life. But I really ruined my story. I can go anywhere in the world and say I worked at Le Cirque and get an immediate, oh, there you go. In fact, when I, when I get invited to a wedding, if I like the person, <laughs> I'll ask, well, let me do your wedding cake for the gift. And a lot of times the caterer often hears that and goes, oh, God, what are you getting into? And all they have to say is, well, she worked at Le Cirque. And they, oh, okay. And it shuts everybody up. What is... Uh, t- Describe uh, Le Cirque in a little more detail for right. people. What it's like, how much it costs to okay. eat there, how, where, where it is. Le Cirque is one of the original high-end restaurants in New York City. Uh, it's still around. It, there are many restaurants that have since gone, like Sign of the Dove, Lutes. These are all restaurants in New York City where the high power players would go eat mm-hmm. in the 80s. And... The average meal at Le Cirque, you know, you get a bottle of wine, six, seven hundred dollars, and it's an experience. You're not just going to like eat; you're going for the whole experience. And there's a really famous 
restaurant interior designer, Adam Tahini, and he designed... Because when I worked at Le Cirque, it was in this place that's adjoined to the Palace Hotel. And it was a railroad tycoon's home. But now it's a historic landmark, so they were not allowed to touch any infrastructure. But he was he decorated around it. And if you look it up online, the Le Cirque in the Palace Hotel is very, very special. Beautiful. Just... So th- I remember walking around going, this was someone's home? It's kind of amazing. Mm. And every I met so many famous people there. In fact, um, there was a wedding. Diners. Doc- and yes. And I mean, people, the regulars there, Lenny Kravitz, Steven Spielberg. One night for New Year's Eve, uh, Woody Allen casually stumbled in with his child bride and wanted dinner and held up the entire New Year's Eve service. We're like, yeah, because none of us want to get out and party for 1999. <laughs> Uh, so the names there were insane. I mean, just every famous person ever. We just want a little duck. <laughs> Can we, I get a little we, duck for my New Year's Eve? Just want, we want some duck for New Year's Eve. Sun Yi wants some <laughs> Sun Yi's duck. hungry. She wants, a, she wants duck. The heart wants what the heart wants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, doc, this famous oncologist got married there. And I got, someone came downstairs and said, Paulette. Sting is upstairs at the wedding. And do we, did you see Jurassic Park? Yeah. Remember the dinosaurs whose ears flipped out and ran around in a circle? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what happened to me when I heard Sting was upstairs <laughs> at the wedding. And I got my way up there and got my picture taken with Sting and send that out as my Christmas card. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to meet a lot of fam- famous, famous people. And um, I think my biggest moment was Julia Child. We had a banquet for her there. And I got to meet her and Jacques Pepin. And she was the most lovely, gracious human I've ever met in my life like she when she's the type of person was the type of person that when she talked to you you were the only person on that planet like nothing else mattered Mm. so I was so honored so I had my picture taken with her and Jacques Pepin and I have it hanging in my wall in my living room and years ago I got a phone I was here actually in Utah in the summertime and my housekeeper called me and said so I'm so sorry but I broke your picture of you and your grandparents I was like I don't have what (laughs) Oh, my God, my grandparents are Jacques Pepin and Julia Child. <laughs> <laughs> Julia Child, take your crap. <laughs> Throw it on the floor and cook it. Who gives a shit? Oh. I like oh. her style. No. And uh, she was great with... Uh, I I uh, had recently watched, because they rerun those, those old shows, and watching her with Jacques Pepin was pretty... They used to team up and do shows together, and they were... Quite charming and funny. She's really funny. Very, very funny. And Jacques Pepin is, excuse me, I'm such a lady. <laughs> Jacques Pepin is one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. He meets you once and he remembers who you are. That or I'm just so fucking pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, it is. Is it Blonde from French Culinary? You come sit by me. So, how long did you work there? I worked there for one year and then I got a job with my idol. Colette Peters, who's a very famous cake artist. In my world, you can't get much higher than her. She's an artist, and then she makes cakes. And her work is flawless. And she's a generous teacher, so I got to work with her. And then um, I went on and did my own thing for a while. Then I helped open up Jacques Trez Chocolates. My husband and Jacques worked at Le Cirque together. Your husband was? He was the pastry sous chef at Le Cirque. Uh, His name? Ken. Ken. Uh, it's K to low, but no one gets it. Mm. Okay. And him and Jack opened up Jack Trez Chocolates, and so I helped them open it. And then I left and worked in a bakery in the West Village 
And then I just—I was how old was I? I was breeding age. Like <laughs> we should do this. <laughs> so, is this Mr. Goto? This is Mr. Goto. So we. Uh, what's crazy in New York City? I, did you ever see the movie Idiocracy? No. It's. I, I know f- of it. I feel like it's like people specifically like. Everyone I know has such problems getting pregnant. It's amazing. The richer you are, the harder it is to get pregnant. Yeah. And anyone I know that's struggling to have a child, I'm like, well, go to China and adopt because you'll come home and get pregnant. Like, that's the standard. Yeah. So it took us two solid months because I come from fertile Viking genes. I can, if we think about it, I could probably get pregnant right now. <laughs> Don't, let's not think about it too hard. <laughs> right, no, eat the fry, eat the fry. <laughs> so I had the absolute luxury of being a stay-at-home mom. And after nannying, I knew that I wanted to. I had a part-time nanny. I had some uh, uh, some Japanese nannies so Juliet could learn Japanese. Mm-hmm. And once she got older, I'm like, I got to do something. I can't just be taking care of this one. I know by law I have mm-hmm. to. but um, So that's when I, I was looking for a job on Craigslist online to see what I could do part-time because I still wanted to be with her. She was still relatively young. She was just in kindergarten. And I saw this ad that said, do you have a sense of humor? Do you like to cook? Check, check. Are you a mom? Check. So Food Network was casting for this show, and the auditions were held at the Food Network studios in front of every major person that runs Food Network, which I do really well in. Because once I'm put on the spot, I could give a shit, and I'm totally myself. It's funny that they would put they put an ad in Craigslist. The casting director did, hmm. not Food Network. Because... Hmm. They wanted to spread that net far. Mm-hmm. They were, I mean, they always try to look for new faces, but then they use all the same ones. It's mm-hmm. really ingenious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got picked to be on the show, but the show was never picked up. So they like me. They just don't know where to put me because I do have a bit of a mouth. Yeah. And I am a mom, yeah. but I have a bit of a mouth. Like yeah. I think, In fact, when I interviewed with my agent, they go, oh, my God, you're a parent? <laughs> you have a child? They let you do that? That's the reaction you want right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This says a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And so via my blog, I got an email saying, we're creating this new show, and we think you'd be perfect for it. And that's how Unique Suite started. Like, there was no audition. Pro- and I've been, on, I've been asked to be on many pilots that were not set to air, which I agreed to because there are certain capacities I don't want to be. I'm not hungry to be on TV just to be on TV. I, I, there's a vision that I want. And the, um, there is this subculture of chefs that go around and be on tons of different shows to be on a show. Mm-hmm. And I have a very direct vision. I don't want to be a contestant because I think once you're a contestant, you're kind of always the contestant. Mm. And, um, and since I've already been a judge on more than a few shows, I want to steer clear of that. What do you? Uh, so you've been on Unique Suites for six seasons. Six seasons, and that's it's about six sh- years. It's thirteen sh- episodes a season. So that's a that's a fair, fair number of shows. Yeah, and we're just starting to film season six, and I get to go to Hawaii. So I'm going to get paid to go to Hawaii. And the show eat. you all you 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 always go different places. Always, it's always. When we first started, we always go to the different places and we eat. But mm-hmm. viewers have a hard time believing, apparently, that we go to each place. Mm-hmm. So this season, first we started taking selfies, which I hate. Like, could there be anything more dumb? Oh. Here I am eating. Uh, so this season, we're actually going to film us at the locations a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mix it up a little bit. Um, and we eat desserts and then we talk about it. I'll film you doing other stuff at the locations, you mean? So... The camera crew will usually we're not there when the camera crew films the food for Unique Suites. This oh, this see. time we'll be there so they they can see the contributors 
we're there, we eat. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd love to, like, show people how I'm on the treadmill for, like, an hour, like, sweating <laughs> to death. Yeah. Like, absolutely, yeah. I'm there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Here's so the ingredients in this cake. Mm-hmm. Here's how many calories. Mm-hmm. And right, here's yes. how many hours mm-hmm. on a treadmill. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's very that's true. It, that's it's very true. It so what is your your vision that, of what else you would like to do? Is, do you, ha- you have a vision mm-hmm. for some show that you would I absolutely do. really like to see Let happen? Let me shovel this in my mouth. Do you, and do you pitch this to them mm-hmm. periodically? Well, I pitch it to production companies because they're the ones with the money and they're the ones that will make it. Uh, and then, and then the production and then companies they try to sell will try to sell to it to Food Network or Travel Channel or exactly. whoever. Exactly. I just made a sizzle reel in January with this idea that I have, and one network got interested, but it wasn't the right network. And I was told if you're on this network, you can't be on another network. It gets very bitchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I need to play my cards right. And Unique Sweets is one of the highest rated shows on the Cooking Channel right now, and it's gaining a lot of traction. So. I, I will not miss being on this season. Absolutely yeah. not. But my vision, what I want to do is uh, traveling around as much as I have and living with all these different families that I nannied with is I've noticed that regionally there's all these different treats that they love in these different cities, but no one else in America knows about them. And I'd love to do a travel show where I, because I'm so funny, go around and explore these foods and try how it's made and why they're revered. Like Maryland has this cookie called a fudge top cookie. You ever hear of it? A fudge top cookie. Yeah. Mm, no. Right? And it's delicious and wonderful. So why is it, like, what's going on? So I'd go there and explore it and explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, Connecticut has this cake called election cake, and it's filled with fruits and liquor, and it was traditionally served at election time to get the farmers to come in and vote. Have you ever heard of a lane cake? I Lay it on me. Uh, a friend of mine made one for me once, and there is, I, I looked up a recipe, and you can find it. It's an old-fashioned cake. It's got raisins and walnuts and, and uh, whiskey. and. Uh, I'm in at the whiskey. It's called a lane cake, and mm-hmm. I don't know why. But, oh, man. That she, actually sounds a lot like election cake. Uh, it, that's what made me think <laughs> of it, and it might be the same, almost the same thing. Look, uh, We'll look it up when, right. when we're done talking here. A lane cake. It was really good. I tried to make one myself, and I screwed it up and then never did it again. By screwed it up, he means he drank all of the whiskey before he could put it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, son. I can appreciate that. I've been there many, many times. Mm-hmm. What does Utah got? Sweet, you unique, sweet. Oh, well, actually, I'm mm-hmm. waiting for them to open tomorrow because they're closed on Sundays and Mondays. Mrs. Backers, I don't think that frosting can be Oh, beat. right over there. What do you... Uh, I get a cupcake. Just a cupcake. They're delicious. The mm-hmm. cake and that frosting. I actually called mm-hmm. them and I didn't say who I was. What's in that frosting? Because I want to know how to make it because it's so delicious. Mm. And people get weirdly secretive about their things. Mm -hmm. But the thing about a recipe is that you can give it to three different people. You're going to get three different items. uh, Someone making something is very much like a signature. It's different for each person. That's why a challenge they've had on some of the cooking shows is make this recipe exactly like you just tasted it. It's very, very hard. Yeah. Because... It's so personality influenced. Like everyone's got their own interpretation of things. Are you good at kind of figuring out what's in stuff just by eating it? Yes, with unique sweets, definitely, definitely. Um, I've tasted so many different foods now. I can be, oh, that's five spice. I've been a little mm-hmm. bit of cloves in here, and I've tasted some weird shit. Like there was a cupcake place in Chicago that made a BLT cupcake. A BLT cupcake? There's no reason for that. No. 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 Um, in Colorado, and this explains a lot how and it happened after 
marijuana became legal. <laughs> I had corn ice cream and sour cream and chive ice cream. I don't I'm know. sorry, but no. I mean, it was weird, the sour cream and chive, because I'm like, I need a chip, and it's cold. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't it was a little confusing. Any, I don't yeah, see no. any need for any of that kind no. of stuff. No, no. Uh, but things do surprise you, too, don't they? Where you think, oh, that can't possibly be, be good. good at all. And then you try it. Definitely. Um, leaving Salt Lake, because when I left, it wasn't exactly a great food city. Mm-hmm. But I think over the years, Salt Lake has really become an amazing place to come eat. Pretty, You know, I've lived, I'm from Ogden, and there's still not much good <laughs> Good to eat <laughs> in Ogden. changed. Not too much. Except My sister has a restaurant up there. It's it's a it's a pretty good restaurant yeah. on Twenty Fifth Street. My sister is a good cook. She's a very good cook, and she does a good job there. But I mean, there's not really much going on up there. A few things here and there, but Salt Lake. I've lived here for over twenty years now. I think in Salt Lake, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just taken off. Amazing. Like, like mean, the restaurant Forage. Yeah, I I have not been there yet. That is on I the know cu- you wanted to go there. You haven't been there, well, have you? Um, um, Viet left. He's no longer with Viet them. Bomb, yeah. yeah, he he left. Former guest of the Let's Go Eat show. I know. Go I listened to that archives. podcast. So I listened to the Let's Go Eat show at work. He um and he was going to open a place in Park right. City called Ash. I think was what it was going to be called. I think he's working on something with fish now. That's what I heard. He worked on beer. I think he worked with Ty Burrell on the beer bar stuff. He worked a little bit at the at the beer bar with uh, Frody and. He is a super talented chef, and Forage is on the cutting edge of Mm -hmm. food trends right now, which is foraging for ingredients. And the presentation is amazing. There's a place in L.A. It's closed called Red Farm, and you would see. I remember I took a picture of something. So I'm like, yeah, obviously that's scallops not i mean it looks like there's like woodland fairies in the kitchen putting mm-hmm. this stuff together it was, it, the presentation and, every, and the taste amazing and this all stems from a chef in Cop- at noma in copenhagen where he really took on foraging as mm-hmm. let's get together what we can do like what does the earth supply us with that we can put on a plate and make it tasty and beautiful and you like that kind of stuff a lot i like all food mm-hmm. i am no snob like i go to hires the second i get off the plane here mm-hmm. crown burger but i yeah. also love that so leaving salt lake i remember the first time when i was in new jersey on a date the guy got gnocchi with pesto sauce and i'd never seen that before got what gnocchi oh gnocchi with uh. some pesto mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell is he eating what is yeah. that and then I became so accustomed to out east eating. I came back to Salt Lake once and I wanted to make dinner for everyone. So I went and bought mozzarella cheese. And at the time, it's gotten better. It was a block. I'm like, what is this crap you guys try to call mozzarella? It was like a brick. Mm-hmm. This is not mozzarella yeah. by any means. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's my, my taste buds horizons, I mean, just broadened through traveling. South Africa had some of the most amazing food. Delicious. Yeah, not too many people can say they went to Africa and got fat and tan. <laughs> Smoked a lot of pot. Not not safe to walk anywhere, so I no. couldn't walk anywhere. When you when you watch the so, what do you think about the whole? You're on TV doing a food show, mm-hmm. but celebrity chef and on TV and and you know sometimes you go to the restaurants that these guys that are on TV have. And they can not be so good sometimes. And and sometimes they're pretty good. I mean, um, I fell in love with Emeril Lagasse some years ago and really liked him on TV. And I went to one of his restaurants, and it was really good, actually. It was really quite good. 
Uh, but then I went to another, and I won't name him, I guess, just out of maybe deference to you, uh, but as somebody on the Food Network, okay. and I went to one of his restaurants, and it was just awful. 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 Hmm? Yeah, well, it's, yeah. Well, that's horrible. I mean, horrid. First of all, yeah. I would never go to any of his restaurants mm-hmm. out of his personality alone. But most people who have, there's a thing with chefs and TV. There's a lot of great chefs that do amazing work in the kitchen and can make and produce the most beautiful, wonderful food. But they're not good on air. Mm-hmm. And then there's guys who are really good on air and their food's kind of mediocre. There's mm-hmm. a, it's a real niche to find someone who can be good on TV and actually prepare really amazing food. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of them. There's a lot of personality. There might not be a lot of talent in that kitchen, but there's a lot of personality. There was a Food Network chef that opened up a restaurant in Times Square yeah. mm-hmm. and just got... <laughs> Boy, the got re- savaged. The review became viral because it was yep. so good. Mm-hmm. Like, it was great. It was a great review, and, and I like that I like that food critic. He He's mm-hmm. pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. And, I mean... <laughs> When you're wearing those kind of shirts, what do you expect from food like that? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's fun, and you know, and then people think, well, Anthony Bourdain, you know, and really, Anthony Bourdain is not a chef any, I not mean, anymore. He, uh, and well, he, I don't think he ever would say he claimed, you know, he was. He at Layal, he definitely was. He was he was something at one time. Yes, but he's just a, he's a he personality. He fucking now. eats now. Yeah, he's I a can personality. Do that. I am doing that he's, actually. Yeah. He's a personality, and he's a writer. He's, yeah. I mean, really, he's a writer, if anything. Um, uh, and, you know, you, I, I wouldn't call he, He's just fun to watch. And, and exactly. He, you need to know. To be on TV, on food TV, you need to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I'm trying to do. I, I'm actually going to the rounds right now, meeting with production companies, pitching this idea I have. And my first thing I say is, what have you ever watched that was genuinely funny with food? Mm-hmm. There's no show that you think, oh my gosh, that's so funny. I want to watch that again. It's yeah. all kind of they call it uh, dump and stir. Yeah. Do this, do this, do this. You have this. There are some good personalities, but there's nothing that's really that funny. And there's so much fun about food. There's obnoxious. But there's there ob- isn't there's funny. obnoxious, ragingly obnoxious, but there's yeah. rarely anything funny. Yeah. Uh, um, now my uh, my kids, my young kids, are pretty into the uh, f- competition. The um, be the next Food Network star show. They kind of like that. So I was asked to be on that years and years in a row. As a contestant As or a contestant, a judge? and I kept saying no. Mm-hmm. And my lawyer, who I absolutely love and adore, and I'm not just saying this, I think I almost have like a daddy crush on him. He's based in L.A., and he is amazing. But he said, take the audition so they can just see what you're trying to tell them, mm-hmm. which is, I'm already a star. I yeah. don't need to audition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I went through the whole process, and they said, so if we like you, we'll call you in two weeks. If you don't get picked for the show, we'll email you. And I said, you're like a guy. <laughs> I don't want to get my hands dirty. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> I want a clean break. <laughs> so I sweated out because I just didn't want to be on the show. Like, it's not mm-hmm. something I want to do. Oh. I love that they had interest in me, that they thought of me enough to ask me so many times. So I took the audition, and they they called me. I'm like, oh, my God. Because when you're on those shows, you're sequestered for, like, yeah. six or eight weeks at mm-hmm. a time. And I don't want to – that's just not the platform I want to come in on. Mm-hmm. And they said, we love you. We just don't think 
we already think you're a star and that's not the way we want I'm like really like kind of what mm-hmm. I was saying from the mm-hmm. beginning and it was uh, you know those uh, to me those shows seem pretty impossible to do too I they w- ask like crazy things I mean on the, really on the idea, it, it really and I that's not my skill set is to say here's chicken and cabbage make me something 20 minutes like mm-hmm. I'm very methodical a lot of in fact when I applied to French Culinary Institute the admissions director said we could tell you were pastry just from your application alone because pastry kids, their applications are extremely in order and everything is clean and defined in culinary. They just throw that shit in the envelope and send it. Yeah. And that's true, too. Because culinary, if you're good, you can throw shit in a pan and make an amazing yeah. dish. Yeah, the, diff- the difference between cooking and baking, baking is night and day. Ba- baking completely. has to be precise and spot on or you're not yeah. going to get a good ingredient yeah. and you don't get to taste as you go. Yeah. There's a lot of practice involved. Right now, I'm currently working with Big Gay Ice Cream in New York City. Have you ever heard of them? They hit something that's a gold mine. They're literally big and gay, mm-hmm. and they have this amazing soft serve ice cream place. And the the thing is, is it's combinations of soft serve and toppings. And their top seller is called the Big Salty Pimp, vanilla <laughs> ice cream with dolce de leche sprinkled with salt and dipped in chocolate. It's divine. Mm. And they work with Ronnie Brook Farms, which is this organic dairy farm in upstate New York. So the, because most places that use soft serve ice cream buy a base. No one makes anything. Mm-hmm. To make anything, you have to work with the Department of Agriculture. There's a lot more work brought involved. So these guys are really, really doing a great thing. So they hired me to help them develop a line of ice cream cakes and ice cream cookie sandwiches. And I'm working with Billy's Bakery in New York City to help them work with recipes. And it's a lot of time because you can't just throw stuff together and go, here you go. It's making something over and over again until you, you figure out the nuances of what makes this better than it was before. Yeah. It's chemistry. It is it's chemistry. chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Which I think I suck at. So, yeah. Are you going ha- to have dessert, by the way? We're going to have every dessert on the menu. That's how this works with me. You got that? Awesome. Thanks. I would take this to go totally. And she'll have every dessert on the menu. So. How many desserts are on the menu? Oh. Not that, it's not that bad. Okay. One of the that's one of the things like going out to eat is yeah. I've always done this is get every dessert on the menu because you get to know the person the personality of the pastry chef mm-hmm. you really do mm-hmm. and they usually come out like who the hell is ordering every dessert <laughs> on the menu and I'm just sitting there with my spoon so what's next what do you I mean aside from you're developing the show mm-hmm. and then I assume when you say well I'm working with such and such big gay ice cream right. and I'm doing that this is consulting work and you get right. paid for that yes. and so you're doing pretty well. I'm trying. I, I definitely, the goal is to get my own show, mm-hmm. and I'm trying with that. I sold the show to ABC, and they bought the idea for it, but they haven't produced it yet. And I'm actually looking into right now how long they have till I get it back, because the idea is kind of genius. How does that work? So they, you sold it to them, so they give you some money. Yes, you get some money. You would make I would make bank if they made this. And it's a great idea. I mm-hmm. clearly can't say what it is. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the time frame is coming up to where if they haven't used it yet, I get it back. And I have two, three production companies that want it and are ready to go. When I told them, they go, I would put you on the green screen right now to do this, to develop it. It's really exciting. I smoke a lot of pot. Ideas come to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then what's the, then what's the, what's the plan? What's the, what's, the, what's the further out plan? You're a pretty good writer, just judging on what you've done with your well, blog. Well, I'm lucky with my writing that I write like how I talk, and apparently that's a talent. Not everyone can do that, which yeah. blew my mind because I thought this is just how I write. And a few people that I sold the TV show to at the network, like, you're a great writer. You write exactly how you talk, yeah. so it's like listening to you, which yeah. I didn't realize was a skill. No, that's hard to do. Um, is to get my own show 
I would love to have my own bakeware line of uh, cake pans and cake kits to make your own cake Mm because I think a lot of people are afraid. And I'm not afraid of a cake mix. I think a lot of people think poo-poo them, but they're delicious and they're good. And there's you don't need to add any extra ingredients, but there's technique that people don't realize with cake mm. mix that they overlook that make it taste better. So you could have the the Paulette Martin cake mixes. Cake, cake line, uh, cake sets, like how to do a Barbie cake. Hmm. Yeah. That? Definitely my own show. Yeah. And line of bakeware and cake decorating tools. And uh, and uh, eventually you would retire as a multi-millionaire. That's right, with some young Filipino fanning me with a banana leaf. <laughs> in Salt Lake. In Salt- <laughs> I will probably retire. I will come back and live in Salt Lake. I definitely see that. Yeah, I absolutely I w- love it here. I really do. I get When Juliet was younger, before she was in school, I would bring her out here every other month for weeks at a time. Yeah. The joke was... <laughs> Juliet only gets to see her grandma nine months out of the year. <laughs> uh, I Every reason that I didn't like it, I absolutely love it for now. Like, every time I come back, and I, just even now, like, looking up at those mountains, they're so beautiful. The people are genuinely friendly, shitty-ass drivers. Yep. Wow, the rudeness. Mm-hmm. They will not let you in. They want mm-hmm. the space in their car and the yeah. space in front and behind them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it blows my mind. Well, uh, it's safety. That's the safety spaces. No, yeah, it's I, greed. I mean, you can't let me in. The exit's mm-hmm. right there. It's yeah. right there. But with that side, um, I love Salt Lake for many, many reasons. It only takes 10 or 15 minutes to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I was 15 minutes early yeah. today because I'm mm-hmm. used to it taking. Like you got to plan accordingly in New York City. Take it subway or cab. It will take you time to get wherever you're going. Yeah. Uh, the restaurant. I mean, there's so much to do here. They're skiing. Mm-hmm. And I love, I think Utah is like one of the best kept secrets in the summertime. I love it here in the summer. Just beautiful. So much to do. Yeah. And it's really, you know, people say, oh, it's a desert, doesn't it? Get? It's very rarely, you know, you know what I, you know what I realized? terribly hot here in the summer. It's African sun. It's unforgiving, glaring African sun. When I lived in South Africa, I was like, my God, this is like a Utah summer. It's a dry heat. You have to yeah. wear sunscreen. Yeah. You absolutely have to. Yeah. Out east, I feel like the horizon's lower. The sun is as intense, but there's so many more trees you can kind of hide under. And it's moist. Very, very Too moist. Too humid. So yeah. humid, yes. Yeah. Uh, so the, so that's the plan. That's the plan. And you'll retire here. Yes. And yeah, and your daughter is uh, 11. She's 11 years old. And a genius. <laughs> yes. New York City's crazy in many ways, but you don't just apply to... The, First of all, you don't just go to school that you live next to for middle school. They call it middle school there. It's mm-hmm. sixth through eighth grade. You have to apply to about five different schools. And you have to put them literally first, second, third, fourth, fifth choice. And we just got our letter and she got her first choice, which is an amazing NYU research medical science school. And I actually kind of stressed out and passed out. I'm like, I can't help you with your homework. Making cake there or what? Uh, she's a good girl. I'm a very, very lucky mommy to have her. Yeah. yeah, they say that God, get, the God that I don't believe in, mm-hmm. I believe in science, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> gives you the kid you can handle. Apparently, I can't handle anything because she's that easy. Does she get to travel with you? Yeah, she's been. She has more places, more stamps on her passport than I know a lot of adults do. Yeah, yeah she's been to a lot of different places. Uh, well, when are you going to Hawaii? By the way, in just a couple of weeks, I will be there. June eight, uh, four long days. <laughs> Let's talk about production company paying for things. 
Um, I will be there for June 8th and 11th eating mm-hmm. my way through Oahu. And uh, I don't have the list of cities. It's hard for Unique Suites because they really try to get through America. Mm-hmm. But we tend to go a lot of the same cities but there's so many amazing things and i've tried to get salt lake on the list many 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 times we almost made it here once but when we go to a city we don't just go for one episode we go for a few episodes so we need a different a few different themes for each episode Uh but i'm hoping salt lake city salt lake all right there's a lot of great things here now uh i think we should take a break here uh because desserts are coming but then when the desserts come we'll come back on perfect and we'll talk about desserts so, we're back from our little break as Caprice here at Current has brought the desserts uh, because Paulette has to have every, every dessert on the menu. Oh, is there one more coming? Yeah, she said yeah go grab it. Yeah, go ahead and grab it. Yeah. Uh, we're I'll taking, uh, Paulette is taking pictures of them and these will no, end, no doubt end up on her blog, Polly Eats and Cooks. Polly Cooks and Eats. Polly, Polly Cooks and Eats.com. I'll bet if you did the, did it the other way, it'd still still work, right? It'd still yeah, work, no, yeah, no. probably. Yeah. All right. Oh, now see, I had those. Oh, oh, oh I love that you put it with popcorn. Yeah, the the uh, caramel corn. So um, let's have Caprice describe each of these desserts for us, if you would, please. So first, we have our yuzu posset with a rosemary jelly, dehydrated olive oil, and burnt citrus twill. We have our onion, I mean, not onion, I apologize. <laughs> That's a tangy <laughs> a dessert. A delicious onion dessert. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a honey tart um, with blackcurrant sorbet, um, malted mousse, and fresh blackberries. We have our house-made donuts with cinnamon and sugar, served with corn, uh, caramel corn and chocolate anglaise. And finally, we have our mezzo pot of creme with uh, creme fraiche chantilly and fried sage. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, and who is uh, who makes the desserts here? Um, I actually I'm not sure who the pastry chef is for the, but I will go find out. Okay, thank you. Okay. Uh, these are um, beautiful. I, now I had the uh, the donuts. Yeah, I had the donuts, and I know the caramel corn is made here. Everything so good. They don't just go out and buy a bag of caramel corn. <laughs> they get it at Costco. Yeah, no, they <laughs> they just uh, uh, it's. Uh, so did you get pictures of all of this stuff? And yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I think I think uh, feel free to. Okay, this one. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what she said that was? Well, it's I think I don't think I understood any of the words. Pot in de creme. Pot okay. de creme. It's basically, it's basically chocolate pudding. Yeah. So the pastry chef is Alexa Norwin. Alexa Norwin. knew it was a girl. Uh, <laughs> this is so feminine. Thank you, Alexa Norwin. Yeah. Is this honeycomb? Let's see. Mm. Well, it's like, um, it's almost like, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's just fascinating. Honeycomb or nougat or. For listeners. Mm. Well, so this is the um, chocolate. Pot de creme. Pot de creme. And it's really going to be delicious. It's, everything yeah, is beautiful. Mm. Mm. Ma'am. So, if you're listening to the Let's Go Eat show right now. You really need to go online and look at the uh, pictures as well. Well, yes. and then get in the car. And come to Current. Yeah. And drive down. It doesn't take an hour to get here, no. like Paulette thought. No. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and like where I live in Salt Lake is 9th East and 17th South, so look, I better go. Look, there's a little <laughs> piece of fried sage in this as well. Mm. Look, here's this. Mm. 
Mm. Oh my god. Tremendous. Tremendous. It's a whole new word. <laughs> this is tremendous. <laughs> pot de tremendous. It's pot de tremendous. Oh my gosh, I want that on mm. a menu. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very yeah. good. Now this is uh, sorbet. Sorbet with some sort of tart. Mm. And dehydrated something or other. Clearly I write food. <laughs> yeah. Now what what I'd like to do is just sit here and eat all these desserts and yeah. order several more drinks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because right. Paulette owes me ten more drinks. Owe oh, you. Ten more Remember? Drinks. You Why? owe me. Or I owe you. We Why? owe each other. Well, right. we, we owe each other because, well, because we were meant to meet up in New York City. It never happened. And I mm. said, when I come to Salt Lake, we will get a drink or 12. Um. And he goes, Dylan goes, or 12? Why? I go, well, we owe each other. But the drinks are so much lighter in Salt Lake, we would have to get 12 to make two New York City yeah. drinks. Yeah, well, and the true. night we really we had a scheduled like time and place and everything was the night of... Uh, that the big New York snowstorm that was going to oh. ruin the, every, everybody's world, and they shut down mm. the subway. They made it like Agent Orange was getting dropped in the city. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, Which oh. I don't get why they why they shut down the subway. It doesn't snow down there. I don't understand. <laughs> well, when there's really bad weather, it does affect the subway because it comes in through the grates and it does slow things down. But the mm. You, mm. the way they shut school down out there for when it snows, I'm like, for mm. real. <laughs> I literally, literally had to walk uphill both ways in six feet of snow to get to school at times. Like, please. Now that was the that was the day. I had this argument with Gina because I had to ar- I have to argue with her about something every day. <laughs> yeah. I want to try that dish. Whatever this one? that. No, the the white um, thing. Yeah, What's no, that? I don't know if I want to give it uh, to you. <laughs> I'm just going to try it. Uh, the the um, uh, the mayor, uh, De Blasio, mm-hmm. clo- oh. kind of closed down the city. And I, He's an idiot. And I said, well, I don't think he had any choice at the time because all of the weather said, all the weather predictors were saying, it's going to be horrendous. Really bad. And it was not as bad and that's usually as it turned out. But I, I thought he was just relying on the best. Well, he's kind of a jackass in general. But However, I will say that when Hurricane Sandy happened... I've always joked, because I shop for the day. I don't grocery shop for like two weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. I live across the street from Whole Foods, and there's a grocery store two blocks away from where I live. So, so it's easy. I never shop for two weeks at a time, and I always joke, like, if there's a natural disaster, we're going to be the first to go, because I've got nothing in my house. No. So when Hurricane Sandy happened, I'm like, yeah, you bet. Shit's going down. Sure, I've heard this before. <laughs> sure enough, <laughs> shit really went down. Mm-hmm. Whole Foods was handing food out. To get rid of their supplies. But I'm like, it's all frozen food. Where are you going to put it, people? There's mm-hmm. no power. No. But we went without power for five days. And we live on the 11th story, so there was a lot of stair walking. But it was during Halloween, so we lived off Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. <laughs> <laughs> well, <that's laughs> Which are divine. I've got I, no problems with. You can live off that. I mean, yeah, if I, I mean, were on an island, I mean, that might like be in the top ten things I would bring. When I got hired for Big Gay Ice Cream... The guy who hired me, when I met in his office, he said, well, I noticed in his fridge he had Reese's peanut butter cups. I'm like, oh, that's my thing. Like, that's my weakness. I can never pass those up. He's such a devoted fan of those things. He had fresh off the line Reese's peanut butter cups sent to me because he's on this line. He's on this email thing that once they're made, they're FedEx to people immediately like super fans. Wow. That was divine. Yeah. 
but I've they like uh, no, they were that much. They, they were, were like, that. Yeah, I've had M and M's that were three days old, and you wouldn't believe the difference. Like it tastes and oh, hmm. a Snickers right off the line. Nah, it's criminal. Wow. Wow. Try this. Mm. Well, you're well, mixing desserts now. There you go. You're, you're dipping the donut in the. Chocolate I'll dip pudding. my donut wherever I want to dip it. That's not donut. chocolate pudding. <laughs> the thing that's like <laughs> chocolate pudding. That French word. De creme. Pot de creme. But it's mm. French, right? It's heavy cream and eggs baked at a really slow temperature for a long time. Yeah. Which is uh, not like, pudding. Which is kind of like chocolate care. pudding. <laughs> but not. But not. It's but so not pudding. I mean, I duh. Care. I don't care. <laughs> Doesn't, mm. doesn't matter. It's delicious. This that, is, this that, is divine. Have you tried this yet, Bill? Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure what that is. Either am I, but I love it. There's is the um, is dehydrated all, olive oil. Uh, what what is the uh, is that what the the white crumbly stuff, which oh. I'm actually a big fan of, which is weird. I can even say that dehydrated olive, olive oil, oil, and it's white crumbly. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that good? So you just take all the moisture out of the olive oil. You pound the shit out of it, And it, it turns into that. When you pound what is me, that that's again? what I turn into. That is a yuzu posset. Yuzu posset. Mm. Japanese citrus between a tangerine and a lime. Boy, that's good. Mm-hmm. It's really mm. good. Mm. It's all good. Wow. Well, current... I'm good. I, I'm going to maintain after the third one. My uh, demons. Current is the place. Current is the place. This is delicious. Thank you very, very much. Now, it it is uh, primarily uh, fish, oysters. Uh, uh, by the way, I've had the oysters here. And? And they're just great. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you like oysters, they do have Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. They have fresh oysters on the half shell. Do you have a favorite oyster? I you know I don't know enough oh. about them to know. I mean, I, I like just oysters In r- raw on right, the ho- yeah. on yeah. the half shell. I like it with just lemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, my favorite is the kumamoto. Yeah, I don't know uh, enough about what kind, what what the different varieties are. To, uh, and I like a little uh, fresh uh, horseradish. I'm a lemon, them. just a lemon. Uh, lemon and horseradish, I like. <clears throat> and then um, I what? have to go. I have you, to leave. Oh, you have to leave. What you have plans? This yeah, this I have should to go be out. your plan. I gotta, I gotta go out to uh, high school and talk oh, to okay. some kids about staying Other off stuff? drugs. Staying off drugs. All right. <laughs> it's well, my community service. All right. Well, then I guess well, we thank better. Thank you. Wrap this it is. Up. I have to tell you, this is absolutely my honor to have been on. The, I've listened to almost every episode because at work I listen to them nonstop. I love it. You've had some amazing people, so I am absolutely honored. And well, bewildered that you accepted my invitation to be on your show. <laughs> yeah, she said, I'm coming to town and I'm going to be on the Let's Go Eat show. No, but we're literally m- more than happy to have you on the show. Uh, it's it's delightful to see you again. And you. And we will, you know, every time I come to Salt Lake, I'll count on getting to catch up with you. Definitely. Yeah, please. And when are you going back to New York? Wednesday. i got to get back for making some cakes. All right. Got a big wedding cake on Friday. Uh, please stay in touch. I will, absolutely. And uh, I'm I, a text whore. I will text the <laughs> shit out of you. Okay, do it. Uh, Paulette <laughs> Martin Goteau. Uh, she will look for her Polly Cooks, Cooks and, eats. and Eats. com. Uh, look for her on Unique Sweets, on the food... On the uh, Cooking Channel. On the Cooking Channel. Which, which is owned is by the Food Network. Food whatever. Network, uh, the Cooking yeah. Channel. 
Uh, they're right there next to each other, whatever channel. Are they out here? Are they yeah, right next they're to right other? next to each okay. other. I don't. I've got Directv. The best is when people ask me what channel is. I'm like, well, I don't work for your local cable provider. I'm yeah. just on the show. So yeah. they're on Directv. They're right next, next to each other. You can you go food and then you can just click back and forth. Somebody uh, thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should and put Dylan, them next to so each other. And it's so good to see you. Good to see you. We're down to ten drinks now. Though. We owe each other ten. Well, I don't know. I think I had three or. four. Okay. Whatever. We'll do it. Uh, for the first time in a long time, I didn't have any, but remember, uh, when you're pouring the drinks, always make, make mine, mine a, a double. Mine a double as well. Uh, you are so in my uh, realm. I get you. Got it. Thank you. Thank you.